This is Amanda Altramat, and you are listening to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Very special, a very special episode of the Horror Movie Podcast. My guest today is Amanda Altramat. Amanda, say hi. Hello. And as always, along for our this journey through cinematic bliss, Phil, as you all know him as producer Phil. I'm here. He's here, folks, live in studio. Present. Present. Um, so I started to write down a couple little little twib notes on the uh on these post-its that I grabbed. You're going in old school. Well, I did it, and then I pull one off, and the, I guess it was the first one, the top one. It has no sticky stuff on the back of it. Oh, then you got the bottom. Is it the bottom? Yeah, the bottom is that way. No, the bottom's got sticky on it. But this is like, and it's a little different color. I think it was the top one. No, really, the bottom. It was the faded milestone. It's the top of the post-it note. It's coming to NBC this fall. <laughs> I'm not sure what that show would be about. Be I weird. love it. I love NBC. I love their lineup. And no, no, no NBC lineup would be um, complete without something called Post-it Notes. I don't know. My favorite is about Arnold Balmer. Oh, par for the corpse. We're about back to, you know, he's a forensic scientist with a heart of gold. That's right. It's Arnold Balmer. He solves crimes that are all golf course based. It's a pretty good show. It's coming to NBC this fall. Um, think about that. There's there's a lot of murder going on on a golf course. It's kind of like Murder Show, where everywhere he Does goes. Does he stay to one golf course, or is oh it no, multiple? he goes. He go, he just travels the country playing golf courses. Okay, well, he's then, independently wealthy. It's good that he it's has not nothing just better one. to do. But every time he shows up at one, a murder happens. But luckily, he's a forensic scientist, and you know what he has? A, a heart, heart of gold. gold. Um, speaking of NBC. There is an an, an an there is an actor. He's not Canadian, eh? A. Um, a. Uh, and his name is Alec Baldwin, and he he's an actor that was on NBC. True story. On a show called Thirty Rock, and currently he's doing a heck of a lot, um, being the Trumpster on Saturday, Saturday Night Live. I always say Saturday Night Live. It's the same. Saturday Night Live. Uh, SNL, if you will. And um, he also stars in a great movie that we literally just saw in the theater, right? We did. We're fresh off of the theater. Um, and in that movie is called The Boss Baby. Um, we're going to tell you all about that movie. Um, if you if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, uh, you can find us. Um, you can connect with us online on, t- on the Twitter. At One Horrible Movie. We have a face, a Facebook, a face. Oh my gosh. What's happening to me? Like, what is we happening? We have a Facebook page. <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, just go to the, the Horror Movie Podcast on there and tell me how stupid I am on that one. Um, wow. Facebook. Um, and then uh, the Horror Movie Podcast is our website. We have, what do we have? The last five episodes on that website. And then you can find us on the uh, not the on revolverpodcast.com. Do you have a fever? No, I ate a gyro tonight and I, <laughs> I think that's it's got some real culture. I oh got my some, gosh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting to get some culture. It. Um and maybe it's the feta. Feta does this to me every time. Um what? blame it on the feta. Blame it on the feta. 
<laughs> Come in, see this ball. It's no, blaming no, no. on the feta. No, it's no. a Greek family that comes to America. Don't do it. And they open Don't a it, they Jack. open a gyro stand with a heart of gold. <laughs> He's going there. Four unlikely friends start Four. a pizza company. <laughs> <laughs> and what would it be called? Two guys. No, wait. That's already two been guys done. and some pies. <laughs> Two, what was the old, that that show that sitcom Two Guys and a Girl? I think Ryan Reynolds. Oh, was I thought you were talking about Bosom Buddies. No, Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza, pizza place. place. Yes, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that and show. I think that I think that was Ryan Reynolds. Weird. Was that? I'm looking it up. Right you can now. look it up. Feel free. <laughs> I'm going to fact. Check I was in the this. middle of I was in the middle of pitching our stuff here. I know. Um, but we're I just on we're on iTunes. Which maybe you're listening to us via iTunes. Um, and then please, hey, do us a big favor, folks. Go on iTunes and please review this podcast and rate this podcast and just subscribe. That helps us so much in the ever the ever present journey to the top. We're trying to move to the top. We don't know what's at the top, but we're trying to climb the podcast mountain um, to greatness and get to the top. What's um, happening? So this week's movie, if you will, is a movie we like to call The Boss Baby. Phil, you have not seen this movie. No. I, I haven't got to. No. Uh, and he was in it, huh? Yeah, he was in who, it. Who are the other actors? Real um, quick. French Stewart? No. Um, guess John, John Cryer? Nathan Fillion. Oh, what? What? 60 episodes. Yeah. That's cool. I might have to check this show out. Actually. I used to watch it. Like, it was like... Um, it aired for four seasons. Yeah, yeah. So, it was like... I think it was on ABC. I got to look this up. I'm yeah, just ABC. Spitting, I'm just spitting things out. But I did watch it. Like, I remember vividly watching it. And then there's, a, the, I think, the lead gal. I don't, I don't really know if she's How in How about much Ryan anymore. Reynolds and Nathan Fillion in the same show? That's, a, that's epic right there. Trailer <laughs> Howard. She was in Monk, too. Oh, okay. Not okay. Monk, too, as in the number two. Monk, too. That's but coming to Monk ABC as, as, well. as well. Yeah. Okay, so this movie is a bo- The Boss Baby. Amanda, we saw it in the theater. We did. I want you to give me, uh, let's go ahead and do a silent rating, okay? Okay. And we're going to go thumbs up, thumbs down, and we're not going to tell anybody, but at the end of the episode, we'll come back around, and you'll you'll see whether we got a thumbs up or thumbs down. You ready? So, like, I'm shooting it right now, I'm, I, Only I'm going to see it, and then the, the, ge- the, the guests, the listeners, can maybe guess as you're talking through the podcast, oh, she definitely said thumbs down okay one two three shoot okay got it okay good okay so check 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 it out we have segments on the show segment uh this this segment right here is called the time for some deets the boss baby directed by tom mcgrath that's no, hopefully no relation to, well, maybe hopefully, to Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. He's done all the Madagascars. He's done uh, Space Jam. Makes sense. He was the, well, he was an animator on Space Jam. He's now becoming the, uh, the director of things like this. Um, screenplay by Michael McClure, Mc, McClure's. Um... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, anyway, so starring Alec Baldwin, Miles Christopher Bakshi, and he does the child voice of Tim Templeton. Steve Buscemi, everyone's favorite Con Air actor. Um, and he's also, what else is he in? 
A lot of stuff. Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi's He's in a lot a of, stuff. of stuff. You know, I always like this fact. I'm a huge They Might Be Giants fan. Huge. And uh, you hear those huge. guys talk. They were on, They were on. was it a Nerdist a while back? And they talked about how when they first started in the business, they would play shows with Steve Buscemi's band. He had his own like, like prog rock, early 80s That's band. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. Think about that. Those guys hanging out in New York. That's cool. On Long Island in New York. Okay. Um, Jimmy Kimmel. He's the dad. He's a major character in this movie. He is movie. a major Good character. job, Jimmy Kimmel. And then Lisa Kudrow, the third friend girl. <laughs> um, I don't know if she dated uh, Adam Duritz from County Crows, but the other two did. Both of them? They both did. Not the same time, but they both did. Um, narrated by Toby Maguire. And he plays basically the voice of at the end. Well, I won't give it away. <gasps> he plays the That's voice. He plays the voice of older Tim Templeton. So spoiler. he lives, which I don't know if there was ever a hope that he wouldn't live. <laughs> um, he let's makes see. It. Music. Music played a big part in this movie. Uh, orchestral stuff. You know, typical animated movie stuff. Nothing. Nothing just outlandish. Major. Uh, major. Box office. Uh, so far, I don't have a budget. I, they haven't listed their budget yet. But it's a, box office thus far. Because it, 21 million. But it, literally, folks, I'm talking. It hasn't technically come out. It, it technically come out, right? comes out Friday, March 20, March 31st. And we're not we're recording this actually the day before. So just right. saying. And we, hey, just trust me. We did not watch a Kramer cam. Amanda, my honest, most honest person I know, we went to the theater, the we Palace did. Theater in Springfield, Missouri. We did. Which I think is tired of going away, which I hate. But we watched it there. And uh, we paid our money. Our son, Miller, went, and it was awesome. Well, I mean, it wasn't awesome. He thought it was awesome. He, He's six, he loved it. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. The reason why there's a budget, by the way, is that it came out a week ago, foreign, like in foreign markets. Oh, oh why there's a box that office. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you see a, bu- a budget anywhere? No. I'm not seeing a budget listed. I'm sure it's somewhere, but they haven't listed it yet. Do your fact uh, checking. By the, by the way, making the most money in Russia. Mother Russia. We love the boss baby. Wait, didn't Jared say something about that? Which is kind of ironic. Didn't but, Jared know. say something? Yeah, he about said that? that. Well, he had, he had talked about uh, seeing a review that was in Russian, which I thought was really funny. So, anyway, there it is, guys. That was time for some deets. Next, next up, we have a great segment. This is where we make all of our money, folks. By the way, and we have a very special guest. Our very special guest is none other than the third person in our little family that went to watch this movie. And his name is Miller. Miller, are you ready for 30-second synopsis? Are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so check this out. Miller, you have 30 seconds to do this, okay? If the alarm goes off, you can never eat ice cream again. Sorry, man. (laughs) Hey, that's just how it works, man. Okay, is that all right? Yeah. If if you was that mean of me? All right. If no, but if you do get this, you get ice cream sometime in the future. All right, you ready? Yes. Thirty second synopsis for the Boss Baby Miller. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Ready, go. Okay, so babies to not be alive and not be born drink like this. Be like this potion and they drink it out of a bottle and and the guy who used to work there um 
some lady got to do the. Oh my. No. <laughs> I never get to eat ice cream again. <laughs> no fair. Sorry, man. That's the brakes, dude. <gasps> Horse day. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> All right, so that was a great job, Miller. <laughs> Way to go. Okay, so next up, folks, that's the uh, next oh up. Gosh. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little power plot. Power plot. Only on the Horror Movie Podcast. We're going to be right back and see you in a second. All right, uh, welcome back. But guess what time it is, Amanda? Um, I don't know, Jack. It's time for... Time to give our sons ice cream. Well, yeah, he earned it, I guess. <laughs> he quit, though. He quit. I don't like his attitude. He was staring at that clock, though. He was. <laughs> like, his little eyes. Yeah. It, yeah, it was an unfair advantage. But here's what His I'll... tiny little eyes were looking at that clock, and he was going blank. But, he, he owes us a pair of headphones now, because he threw them down on the well, ground. Like he Paul did. Huff doing he mic walked drops out of here. everybody. <laughs> Microphone, uh, ear, ear, earphone drops. We will give him ice cream again. <laughs> Yeah, but not today. He didn't earn it, girl. Oh, my gosh. Hey, girl, he didn't earn it. Oh All right, so anyway, um, normally people, when they do 30-second synopsis, they like to look at the clock. Wouldn't you say, Phil, when you've done it? Yeah, Andrew did last time he was on. Yeah. I like to look at the clock. Amanda, you? I just, in general, don't like the 30-second synopsis. Some people don't. It, it, it's like, it might mind trips me. I always call it the heaviest lifting and I start you really going, have to do on here. I like start can't form words. It, if you're an engaged, um, I watched a movie. Yeah, exactly. I uh, watched a movie. <laughs> it and, was uh, named Boss Baby. Boss Baby. <laughs> I don't know where I am. The anymore. only thing I got from his synopsis was there's something with potions. Yeah, so, and, yeah. And, and it's he, a serum. That's a very. I mean, it's part of it. It's kind of the. It's kind what? of MacGuffin device of the movie, but anyway. All it right, Alec Baldwin. Stay able baby. to talk and stay a baby forever. Yeah. So check it out. Yeah, pretty much. Time for power plot. Sponsored by, I don't know, I'm not sure. Joan Jett. Who sings? Cherry I was thinking Cherry Who Bomb. Who sings Cherry Bomb? I think I think Joan Jett, right? Yeah, it is Joan Jett. Cherry Bomb. That's not yeah. the one in uh, Howard the Duck, is it? That's. That's the someone so and so in the cherry. That's they're called the Cherry Bomb. Oh, that's the name of the band. But I think it's a total rip off of Joan Jett's song yeah. Cherry Bomb. Yeah, I think that is Joan. Is Jett. it? Make sure. I could I'm be wrong. I'm fact checking right now. I feel like that's wrong. Anyway, so check it out. Time for some plot, folks. And this movie, Boss Baby. It's Joan Jett. And it the black starts hearts. out with the narrator Toby McGuire. You might remember him from Pleasantville, or also. The first Spider-Man, the melancholy <sighs> Spider-Man. Remember him? I remember. The non-funny Spider-Man. Do you remember Phil? Emo man. Emo man. Yeah, but he was like... I'm mad. He was mad, but he was like <laughs> dorky. Like I'm stewing. It was weird. It was a really weird Superman, or Spider-Man. So he plays the... He does the voice for Tim Templeton. Timmy, as we'll call him, um, has a huge... Imagination is very av- adventurous, wouldn't you say? Yes, he has a big imagination. He reminded me of the kids' show Justin. Justin Time. Just in Time. Just in yeah. time. That's a good analogy. He, ama- right he had very big make-believe Comparison. imagination, and he makes up all kinds of stuff. Miller used to love that show to the point to the fact where 
in the beginning of this movie, he describes imagining, and it's just him and his his mom and his dad, and this they're a happy family, and how how they're in a little they're they're a uh, the tri- how the triangle is the most powerful shape ever, and you know it's the strongest shape of all time. And they have a little po- portrait of them, and they fit in the triangle. He's so happy that it's just them because it's gets, just him because he's he gets the only all, child. Phil, he gets all the attention. He's the only child, and he loves it that way. You guys wouldn't know anything about that. I know we wouldn't. Exactly. We wouldn't know a thing about I that. I know Miller. Yeah, thirty seconds and up. Right. Um. So to the point where that they have that big build up. And then they're, they always sing him, what, Blackbird, before yeah. he goes to bed? Yeah. Can you sing a little bit for us, Amanda? I'm going to pull up Beverly. Oh, my gosh. Amanda, can you sing for everybody? Blackbird singing in the dead of night. Oh, yeah. That's pretty yeah. good, that song. Um, they always sing that to him before bedtime. And that's their special song. And um, one night they're tucking him in, and uh, they haven't really alluded to the family. They're like, you know, what would you think about if you had a, if you had a baby brother? Oh, I would. I wouldn't that like would that. That would be terrible. But the you, the camera. I say camera. It's an animated movie, so maybe there's not a camera. But it pans back, and the mom is obviously Mom's pregnant. Got a baby. Belly. He hasn't really thought of that though, and so mom is with child. But then he goes to sleep, and he th- and he says, "Toby Maguire's like narrator." Seven. Yeah, he's really young. He says, "I went to sleep that night wondering what it would be like." To have a baby to brother. To have a baby brother. To the point, though, at this part of the movie, you're I, – I, I felt like it seemed that they were pointing out that this was make-believe. Yeah, I you just weren't, – You weren't just immediately like, oh, that was all make-believe. Right, but I'll – Go ahead. No, I'm not making – is that making me making fun of your No, no, all? not at all. Um, disclaimer. I, it wasn't that obvious. I fell asleep again. Oh man! <laughs> I was. I wasn't going to tell anybody. Oh, you weren't. Girl. Why not? Hey, girl. I wasn't going to tell nobody, girl. Well, there. <laughs> I nodded off. Uh, oh, see that, that that doesn't bode well for this movie, then. Well, sorry. I mean, here's what I. I mean, like he has a very playful imagination, and I w- witnessed all of that. In the beginning of the movie. And it seemed like... And I just didn't catch the part where he was like, when I fell asleep. Like, that narration part, I just didn't catch. Because, like, when he woke up the next morning, there's, like, a taxi in front of his house, and then yes. a baby pops out he, with a suit and a briefcase in it. He <laughs> says, he said that the next morning when I woke up, and and peop, and my, my parents say, I don't, I don't remember the events exactly, but I remember very vividly that my little brother, or that that this baby brother showed up in a taxi. He looks out, and ba- boss baby comes out of the taxi, has a suit on. Full suit. Full suit on. Briefcase. So basically, though, and I'm just going to spoiler alert, folks, the rest of the movie is basically his imagination from when he went to sleep. Okay, so the whole movie is a dream Yeah. from the seven-year-old boy. I hate to tell you that, folks. If you've got to this point in the podcast, then yeah, just telling you. It really is. And 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 that happened, and I go, oh no, the, this isn't going to be, this is an imagination movie. And, and and honestly, the story part of it, I kind of I thought this isn't too bad. It's really not. But it's like I just it wasn't resounding. This would this this could this movie should really be on but, the mediocre movie podcast. <laughs> but also, it was made. It was made. The audience was for kids. It was. Now, there was a lot of potty humor stuff, and we'll cover that in a second. True story. 
But I felt like for the audience that it was, you know, targeted towards. Right. It it works. It works. And and it I will say the animation this, is really good. The animation it's come so far. Like it's so crazy to me. It had like a retro feel to it. Like I feel like some of the animation did. The way that the like the lines were on the cars and there was just some like little things that I thought like the hairstyles and it looked very retro to me at times. I felt like I liked that part. I felt like the um there was no um there wasn't like a big technology push in the movie. No, there wasn't. But there it was wasn't. from a kid's kid's point of view. Mm-hmm. So baby baby boss comes in or boss baby comes in at first and you're like, okay, well, maybe this is just how he perceives. Maybe, maybe it was real. Maybe it is real. Maybe it is. And this is just how he perceives his little brother as being the bossy, bossy kid. I could feel like that would be a real life thought, too. Like, this kid who's been alive for seven and a half years, who has been the only... He's center of his parents' universe. Yeah, and absolutely. And then this person comes in and just absolutely ruins it right and he describes it as being like an invasion almost like this take like an alien he describes it as an alien invasion which i thought was really yeah that's appropriate it's appropriate um so boss baby um has an agenda here's the agenda um you didn't talk about the sort though how they're sorted oh yeah they're sorted he went to sleep that night and he dreamed (laughs) about the how i i i thought about it and then i i realized i had a vision and i realized how babies Come, or made. Or made. Yeah. And in heaven, I'm assuming, they are they come down this conveyor belt thing. They're created. How are they initially created? They didn't cover that part. They just show them showing up out of this chute or whatever. I'll explain it when you're old, older. Jack. Thanks, Phil. And there's the daddy. I'm waiting on the talk. And the daddy loves the mommy. Um, and then, um, <laughs> as if I describe it, hey, folks, I wish you could see me in the face. All, she little... literally gave me a face like, Jack, oh, you shouldn't say that. I don't. I didn't. I don't know what my face is doing this is right an now. X-rated podcast. <laughs> I don't know what my face looks like right now. <laughs> so the babies are sorted, and they're, they're on sorted. this little conveyor belt. Yes, and they either and they either go to um, well, Hufflepuff. They go through Ravenclaw. Um, they're um, they get to this one little spot, and this feather, this little feather comes out and it starts to tickle the baby and if the baby laughs or giggles there's this little sign that pops up that has a heart on it that says family and they go to the family or they go to a family not the family yep and then um if like with boss baby the feather comes out tickles him he does nothing. not laugh like there is no emotion at all from him it's almost like he's a little bit aggravated yeah so then he is sorted into management type a so he's a management guy now. At Baby Corp. Baby Corp. <laughs> and of Baby course. Corp Baby Corp is totally based around Baby Corp. Baby Corp is totally based around when you find this out. Babies are the cutest thing possible. They're so cute. But he gets to Earth. Which he's is sent, true. He's sent to Earth on a mission to infiltrate this family. This is through remember, this is through Tim Templeton's eyes. He's infiltrate he's infiltrates the family. He overhears him talking. On his little baby phone and finds out, oh, he's not a baby at all. He wears a suit. He carries a briefcase. He's not a real baby anyway. The parents don't see it that way. But Tim Templeton finds him out. He finds out that he was sent here as part of Baby Corp. Tim Templeton's parents work for Puppy Corp. Right? Something like Dog that. Dog Corp? Puppy com- Company. Puppy. 
puppy something. Doggy. But you know why he was sent here, Phil? To make babies better than puppies. Exactly. Puppy co. Puppy co. Because they have this big pie chart, the babies do. Mm -hmm. I saw this in the trailer. In their management room. And on this big pie chart, normally babies are the favorite, right? But puppies are taking over. Yeah, they have. Because they're puppies so darn cute. Too cute. To the point where now they've taken they've taken over a larger chunk of the pie. Than babies. Than babies. Can you believe it? And so, so this is the main conceit of the movie. It's babies versus puppies. The boss baby is trying to, you know, win the, the war. And then Tim is the only one that really knows what's going on. Yeah, and the biggest problem you find out later in the movie is that he really was sent there to find out what this. They're, they're, they've been introducing new puppies over the years, throughout throughout time. They've increased like these hybrid puppies, like, like they're getting the cuter. Yeah, and they're getting cuter. Actually, they say the Labrador. They it's do. Kind of funny. That's one of the ones they talk about. Cuter and cuter, and now they're about ready at the puppy convention mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. That his parents work for Puppyco. They're two of the main people at Puppyco with. This founder guy, I forget his name. It was who was once a boss baby. Well, you find that out later, though. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh, sorry. Um. <laughs> anyway, that they're going to I'll unveil the cutest puppy ever, and it's called a forever puppy. It always remains a puppy, and it's so cute that forever. people people will just forget about babies. Because oh uh, no, uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, he has a stuffed animal named Lamb Lamb. Um, they have a boss baby has a mini with these other babies around. Um, and then, but the other infants catch Tim. Tim's like, I'm going to infiltrate these. I'm going to record the babies talking to each other. I'm going to tattle on them. And I'm going to tattle on them to parents. And then my parents will believe me that this baby has a man's voice. Yeah, that's actually a man. And the baby, um, and the babies, uh, attack him, try to steal back his tape. He gets caught, um, kind of roughing up the baby. So I mean, not like something bad, bad, but I'm saying, like, it just looks bad, like on Tim for what he's doing, and so they ground him. He's never been grounded before in his life, ever. And he, then he imagines he's in prison, and he has a toothpaste. Uh, or his tooth, imagination stuff was cute. It was cute. It was cute. Like it was very true to probably how kids think. Boy, Jackie, before the show, you you were saying that this has been done before. Like that this movie doesn't do anything new. I'm getting a very strong Toy Story vibe. Like there's that that moment in every Toy Story movie where yep. they're like, the toys are alive, and like the adults right. are like, you're out of your mind. Well, you know? and, I, and I said this too. It's look who's talking all over. I feel like it's yeah. look who's talking plus <laughs> uh, plus Toy Story, but really strong Toy Story. Yeah. And I said this. I, I said this. I was on our movie review. I can't remember um, that we that that this thing wants to be Toy Story. Like it really wants to be Toy Story, the, and it's just not. Like the the baby, like the the management babies, they drink this special formula, like in a bottle that um, keeps their. I don't even like keeps them. It, it keeps them youthful. It youthful, keeps them as babies, but it also keeps like Alec Baldwin's persona in the yes. baby because Be- because is if, if, if he, you don't have it you grow you become a regular baby and you get right. older you like a goo goo gaga baby okay so yeah, here's yeah. what starts happening he he is not the, the bad guy the main bad guy who that, was once that's a the boss ru- baby yeah the leader of puppy co you find out he was actually a former baby boss boss baby in charge of all of that but he is lactose intolerant, so the formula stuff. This is the part where I fell asleep. Stopped working. It stopped working, and so okay. but he is H bent on 
he is he is going to make puppies take over and just to make the babies pay because they fired him at baby. Going to eradicate the boss. They fired babies. baby co because he was getting too old. So we've got ageism in this movie now. <laughs> and so now um, he's going to do it, and he's going to do it at the Las Vegas Puppy Show because he's going to d- show the cutest puppy of all time to everybody. Forever puppy. Forever puppy, and everyone's going to go crazy. <laughs> so there's this whole it airport. Was, they're so cute, there's a whole, There's a whole airport scene. <laughs> there's a whole airport scene, and we've got a um, – there's a whole airport scene where they um, – Mom and are, Dad are flying to yeah, Vegas. They're going to Vegas, and he—they're trying to catch up to Mom and Dad to go to Vegas. And this is the point where I'm like, "Well, there's just no way this is real because they've got this baby <laughs> and this kid are driving through the airport on a bicycle. There's no way this would happen." Right. And, and I, like, I know it's an animated movie, folks. Trust me. But I'm saying, in the context of the movie, they don't make it to the plane, that, but they do get on with some Elvis impersonators, who, of course, Elvis impersonators are all going to Las Vegas. They <laughs> that's impersonate. That's where they live. They impersonate Elvis. They get on the plane. They make it to the puppy show, um, and uh, they were being watched by this weird thug person who was with the baby co-president guy, and um, or the puppy co-president guy. And um, they get there. Mom and dad are there. Um, they were, they unveil this beautiful, cute puppy. He's Everyone so cute goes too. crazy. Everyone goes crazy. And uh, then, as the people storm the stage, uh, the the main bad boss guy sees the babysitter guy that they've been trying to escape from. He um, and then they, the mom and dad see baby boss baby and Tim, and they're like, "What are you doing what are you here?" Doing? And so then the bad, the main bad guy locks up the parents, which is kind of weird. It, in it, this heart shaped thing, heart shaped box thing that the baby, the puppy was in. Clearly, and, suffocation is. And a thing they're going here. to. He puts them underneath this rocket. The rocket is going to launch, incinerate them, and then the rocket's going to go into the atmosphere and drop these. Cutest puppies ever with parachutes to Earth to create the cutest puppies ever. No one will ever Across want babies. The land. No Forever one ever puppies. want babies again. Boss Baby and Tim luckily thwart this guy. They he falls in this. Oh, by the way, the Forever puppies were created and were made forever by the, the secret, formula. the secret formula ah. that they that Boss Baby had brought to Earth with him to stay young. Well, he stole it. And he used it this uh, infuser thing. Tidbit: and, uh, During this time, the, the the baby doesn't have a name. Like yeah. during this portion of the film, baby. he's just the baby. Like even the mom and dad call him the baby. Yeah, and so he um, he gets he gets he he stops it. He gets uh, promoted. He goes back. He goes back to heaven, whatever baby land it is. Gets his corner office that he's always wanted, <laughs> and but he really misses Tim. And so he comes back to Earth. There's a lot of sibling rivalry, yeah. rivalry in the, yep. the middle of he it. He comes so. back to Earth. They're reunited as a family. And oh, there's one point where they were, they were made to forget the baby. That, that was the whole point. They would forget him. They come in and these little babies come in in suits and clean out the house and make everybody forget. Tim doesn't forget, though. And they, he doesn't re- want to forget. They're reunited. And now they're one big happy family. And his name is Theodore. He is Theodore. Theodore Lindsay. Lindsay, because his because Tim's Tim middle name is Leslie. That was the thing. And they always laugh at him. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> that's it on Power Plot. In the we next segment, it. in the next segment, you're gonna get goods and bads. Rate this, and then Amanda, what have you been into lately? Okay. We'll see you briefly. We'll be right back. Goods and bears, goods and bears. Come on, everybody, it's goods and bears. It's like a country song. It's like a Trace Atkins song or something. 
Um, so goods and bads. Okay. <laughs> um, goods and bads. So, Amanda, I want you to tell me one good thing about this movie. You say a good, and then I'll say a good. Okay. Good. Ready? Uh, you know what? I'm going to count to three. Oh, my gosh. And okay. we're, um, they'll be thinking while I'm talking here. I'm thinking. And we're, we're going to be saying one good when I say when I say three, okay? You're going to say good at the same time, then we'll go over it. Ready? So we're going to say it at the same, same time? Same time. Everybody okay. loves when you do things like this. <laughs> <laughs> say what I'm thinking. Okay, ready? One. Hold on, wait, stop. Okay, now i got to think. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Ready? Okay. One, two, three. The Alec animation. Baldwin. Why did I have, feel like I had to say it really fast? I'm sorry. <laughs> and I got louder. I got nervous. By the end, I got I louder. nervous. Tell, tell us about the animation. <laughs> You um, said animation. Uh, the animation. So here's what I think about the animation. I liked like the retro feel, and I might be the only human no, being I know that thought saying. that too. But um, just something about like even I'm thinking about in Tim's room, all of his little toys that were on the floor. Like in my mind, I see that little taxi that he had in his room, and it was um, it reminded me of like updated Jetson-y type animation. I really liked that. I just thought that was a cool throwback. And I liked that there wasn't a ton of technology in the movie. Like, it kind of had that feel to it. Again, Phil, kind of Toy Mm Story-ish. But not... um, This is going to sound real, real, real weird. But like... Weird? Weird. Um, (laughs) I didn't feel like the animation was as rounded as certain movies like um like it had really clean me it wasn't like despicable me right it had real clean lines like i don't know something about it i got you i sound weird but that's what i think i got i got like a spherical type of yeah oh yeah but i mean then there was that though because babies are round but yeah yeah (laughs) yeah this is the same i'm I'm digging a hole right now for the same studio that did uh, is DreamWorks said they they did How to Train Your Dragon movies. Mm-hmm. I think the animation in those movies are incredible. Right, I loved those movies. Yeah. Incredibles. Um, but I liked yeah. the animation. Um, I said Alec Baldwin, and I cannot believe I said that because I thought I don't know what I thought. He normally does some pretty good stuff. I really did like Thirty Rock a lot. And I think you and I have watched every single episode of Thirty. Well, Rock. I made us that one. We were on that kick for a while there. You were on that kick for a while. So I was just along for the ride. But it's a lot. But like, I enjoyed it. But it's a lot like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, though. It is because so it comes from Tina Fey. Yeah, it comes from Tina Fey. So Jack, you yeah. would say this is his Citizen Kane. And he'll his, say it. Yeah, <laughs> he'll say it. <laughs> Start this episode out after Amanda starts it out. Um. We have a great. Sound he he was joking on on yeah. our Tuesday episode. He said, "This is my Citizen Kane." Like he's oh. super excited about this movie. I think he was joking. Though. That's what, we have a clip of him wow. talking to Jimmy Kimmel. It's really funny. He was. So he's pretty good, huh? He's funny. <sighs> he is. I, now I will say this: the animation of his face, the baby's face, it did some weird stuff because his voice. It, it, um, when I say it, it, it syncs up. Obviously, they're not going to sync the, but the the shapes he would make with his mouth, it didn't even. It did look funny. Like like baby. Like superimposed with, with what you know, Alec Baldwin was saying. It's really weird. Like it didn't necessarily sync up real well, but it did sync up because it wasn't like off timing. I'm no, just it saying wasn't it off. just looked weird to me. But it's a baby talking. Because it's like, just a man's voice coming, coming out, out of a, baby. a tiny little right. cute baby. I know. So much yell at me. I'm gonna yell uh, right don't now. Don't yell. Um. So, I and I was surprised with that. I, I Alec Baldwin can be very polarizing. He has a couple sides of him. 
And sometimes he says some things I just shake my head at like, uh. But then other times, like I said, when he's just acting, doing his thing. I mean, I loved him in Beetlejuice. He was so good in Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Don't say it out loud three oh, times. Too late. Here he is. <laughs> and Michael Mask, Keaton? And the mask showed up too. That was weird. Gina Davis? <laughs> They're both here. Not mask. Not Eric Stoltz's mask. But Oh, Jack. What? <laughs> the mask. And not the cartoon mask. Did you ever watch that cartoon mask? No. Most Ladies and gentlemen, the rabbit hole. Chasing the rabbit in the hole today. All right, so now we're going to say, do you have any more goods? Uh, we don't have to say them at the same time this time. Okay, good, because that was weird. Um, I really think that kids will enjoy this. Like, I am speaking from, like... Um, teacher mode. Teacher mode. My kids in my class have been talking about, like, <laughs> them being excited to see it. Really? Wow. Yes. Like, I had at least two or three kids that I thought, like, just, you know, we have conversations that are, you know live conversations because right. we're a part of each other's lives. Right. Um, and I just caught a couple like little conversations, little buzzy conversations last week about how like there was just, there were a couple of them that were really excited to see it and they have plans to go see it. And um, our son enjoyed it. He laughed out loud several times. He did. I was going to so say, I he's probably cackling through it. He really was. So I feel like for the audience that it's targeted to, yes. you know, it does its job. I agree. So, yeah. Okay. Um, kids I, love movies and kids love to laugh. So why wouldn't they like that movie? I, I, I thought that I, another good I'll say, I really do think that the story, the, 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 it was all a dream thing. It's kind of bad when you do that in anything, mm-hmm. but it is a kid's movie. And exactly. And the kid's imagination kind of makes you go, okay, well that's why it would did that. Cause he's got a big imagination. And that kid, and I did love this part, like the little Timmy Templeton. Yeah. He loved his family, loved his mom and dad. And so when Baby came along, it was rocking his world a little bit. Right. But, like, I think that they did a lot of really good things to promote, like, how much, like, he loved his family. Mom would come in at night and they would read books. And dad would come in and they would sing the songs. And, you know, like, they had all these, like, little bedtime routines. And I just think that was um, good of them to kind of create that space of, like... This kid loves his family, so for how for how iterative it sounds, like it's it sounds like it's copying from a lot of other movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. The yeah. basic uh, conceit of the plot seems pretty creative, like you know, it, and it would speak to kids that are maybe you know are in a similar situation where number two is on the way type of thing, right? Um, and, and I think it. It, it it sounds legitimate, like a seven year old, a real seven year old might actually dream about this I, and have like fears about a baby coming into the world. You I know? could see that. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we've we, we've talked about some goods. I'm gonna say some bads. You okay. want to say, say some bads? Do you have any bads? I think you should say some bads. I'm gonna say some bads. Um, trope. I'm gonna give you that word. Trope. trope. Hashtag trope. A lot of the same trope in this movie. Animated movie. We've seen it before. We've seen this a lot of this before, and that's probably why they made it. Is it's that what released that word in means? March trope. It's the same shtick over and over again. Gotcha. Um, the other thing was I don't think, boy, I just it, I, there's only a certain audience this is even going to launch into, and maybe that's what it is. I mean, it's a kid audience. It's a kid's movie, maybe. 
the biggest thing for me, the biggest bad was potty humor in this thing. Yeah. Like there was some in here that I was just like, I, that's not necessary. That wasn't necessary. A lot of baby bottom. Oh my gosh. And granted, <laughs> just okay, saying, we've like, had it everywhere. We thought a, it was hilarious. Right. We've but... had a child. Phil's, Phil Phil's has a child. What? Phil has a child. And, um, Phil's. 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 <laughs> Plural. Has a child. What? And we know there's a lot of, uh, the booty is a very important aspect when you have a child. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's a weird. There's a lot of joke. business going on. Yeah. There's okay. A lot that's of all I'm saying. Yeah. A lot that's of business. a lot of business. So I can see why they really leaned into that. But in the same vein, there was just every time you turn around, it was some uh, rear related pun joke, something. <laughs> or just a rear. Or just a rear. So I, I, I don't, I'm not a big potty humor fan. I don't like potty humor for potty's sake. Not a big ICP fan. Just saying. So I don't know. You guys know what that is? Isn't that a insane clown? Isn't that a musical group? Yeah, but like that's what I always think of with them. It's always some ugh, whatever. Did they have potty humor? Is that why oh, you thought God. that? Well, they're just gross. Not unless they want to listen and come on the show, then they were more than welcome to come on the show. Yeah, a lot of baby bottom. A lot of that. Yep. Anything else? I I am offended. That they didn't actually tell these kids how real babies he whispered were it created. He whispered it into Timmy's ear. Yeah, and you no, know, he whispered it in the baby's ear. In the baby's ear. Timmy did. He's like, my mom and dad told me this is how it was how babies are made, and I think he really told them how it was made. And the baby was like, what? What? That's that's insane. There's no way that's real. But you know, he didn't say it. But anyway, I thought that was kind <laughs> of funny. Out loud, baby. <laughs> um. So anyway, there's the goods and bads. Let's rate this movie, Amanda. Okay. What's the scale? Um. One horrible equals it's a bad movie. Okay. Five horribles means it's burn your eyes out, get me out of here. Horrible, like the worst thing ever. Okay. Like um having to eat raw rhubarb. Ew. Like okay. out of the stock. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. If you've never eaten rhubarb, folks, imagine um, licking a car battery, Ew. except it doesn't shock you with that taste. Ugh. Sorry. Tree bark probably has the equivalent taste. Um, so what do you think? Is this a bad movie? We, we've, I'll be brutally honest with you guys, and listeners have probably said that too. The CEO of DreamWorks probably listened to this episode and thought, why is this on the horrible movie podcast? You guys have been saying positive things. Uh, some people might think that we were very positive with this. I, I'm not. Is this a movie that I normally would go to the theater and watch? No. No. Was I excited to watch this movie? No. No. When we watched Zootopia in the theater, I was genuinely excited to watch that. Me too. Um, I was, it was the same for Finding genuine. Dory was that way for me too. Uh, I, you know, I've never been a big Finding Dory fan. I don't know what it is. When, when this movie I don't trust fish, I don't know. <laughs> when this no. movie inevitably comes to Netflix, will you watch it again? No. Miller might. Miller yeah, will. Miller probably would. Why didn't Finding Dory have Sebastian in it? That would have been a great crossover. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? That Se- would have been a phenomenal grab from the Little Mermaid. Why not tie them, to, tie the universes together? Whatever. That's not the same C. Rate this. Uh, Read this movie. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't really think it was terribly horrible. Okay. 
So it's no horribles. Is this a zero? I, this might be the first zero ever. But also, is my opinion even valid? Because, oh, babe. <laughs> babe, you're Because of your narcolepsy. So, because of my narcolepsy <laughs> is my be real question. Oh, ooh, maybe you're dreaming this episode right oh now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Am I a boss, baby? No. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I didn't nod off. I probably nodded off for five minutes. It wasn't like the last time Popcorn. that I won. Popcorn based sleep. I'm going to whisper into your ear how podcasts are made. Listen, I love going to <laughs> movies. Number one, it's dark. There's this huge screen in there. I don't have to talk and I can just watch. And and I was really warm because it's cold outside and I wore my big coat in. <laughs> oh so I got so warm All and right. comfortable so sitting down. You're going to give us a one. Oh my gosh. Let's give us asleep. a one horrible. How about that? Okay. For safety's sake, let's give it a one. I'm, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a two horribles. Really? I'm basing it on an an. It's animated. Because it's Toy Story. Light. Three. It's Toy Story four with and a, a three and a half twist. To- <laughs> Toy Story three and a half. The new generation with a twist. Next generation, and uh, it wasn't a good version of it either. But but it wasn't the sure. worst thing I've ever seen. I just didn't. I think it's just really hard for me to rate animated movies that are made for kids. Yeah. As horrible. We, we may come back around on this too. Because it, I think it hits the target audience. That's movie, the only reason I say that. This movie hits hit some theaters today and hits all theaters tomorrow. It may be the biggest hit of the year. It, this may be Oscar nomination. This could be a Shrek. It's from the makers of Shrek, right? It is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be. I'm just saying. This could they be hope a Shrek. Um, okay, I'm giving it two horribles. Okay. That was a weird sound. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to come up with this patented sound for the horribles. Um, okay, so with that, without that going on here, what, we're done with that. What about your silent vote at the beginning? Of oh the- yeah, back oh, to it. I job, gave Phil. it. What did I give it, Amanda? You, you gave it a thumbs down. I gave it a thumbs down. You gave it a thumbs up. I did. Girl. I mean, I just I go back to the target audience. Like I feel like it hits the target audience. So you don't expect this to hit. I thought the target audience was supposed to be men, eighteen to thirty-five. I thought that was the target audience. Huh. That's weird. Just joking. Um, You're outside of that audience, Jeff. You are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Bird. I know. As 17-year-olds. <laughs> I'm forever 25. Rue, Rue 21. Um, what have you been into lately? Have you told me what you've been into lately? Um, well, uh, oh, okay. I recently. Recent. Um. On spring break, read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Ooh, good. The, that, the screenplay. And it was really good. I don't want to give anything away there. You don't have to. But I enjoyed it. Um, during the school year, it's hard for me to like read for enjoyment because I just, I like time. And so like one of my, like on my checklist my mental checklist that I have, I wanted to make sure that I read over spring break because I had time to. And so that was a book that um, I'd had for a while that someone had given to me on a loan. And so I finally read it and it was a quick read because it was in screenplay format, which I really kind of enjoyed and it kind of spiced it up a little bit. So that's the, that's, that's one thing that I've been into. And then you've probably already talked about Legion, right? Yeah, we did. We did last week, I think. That's and, the show that we're um, watching that's the right show now. And, so and a new episode I think came out last night, but we we watch it on Hulu. <laughs> so we have to wait because they wait till like Saturday to launch it. 
Yeah. Let me ask you a question about The Cursed Child. Okay. And this will be maybe weird for you to answer because I know you've read all the books before, yeah. like the actual books. Uh, put your m- mind in, in the shoes of, of like someone who's only watched the movies. They've not read a single page of any of the, bu- the books. Sure. I, you know, I've, I've actually read a couple of the, book, the books myself, but if I've only seen the movies, could I read the book and enjoy it? Like, is there enough for me to enjoy there? Yes, I think so. Um, there, I mean, just like J.K. Rowling always does in her books, like she ties, she has all these little Easter eggs and nuggets of like things that have happened in some of the previous books. And this particular book is based upon a lot of what happens in the fourth book. Of Harry Potter, except for um, the big idea is that it's set in the future um, and it follows Harry's one of Harry's children. Okay, but Harry the and, cursed one. Whatever. <laughs> um, but Harry and Hermione and Ron are in it. Malfoy's in it. Like all all of these main characters who were in it, are, like in the regular series, they're in this series. Is they're well, not this series, but this book as well, along with. Um, Malfoy, his son, and Harry's um, oldest son, cool. eldest son. So it's good. And I do think that, I do think so, because I feel like the movies did such a good job of putting important things inside of it that you could you could read it and it'd be fine. Be just fine. You know how in the end of the very seventh book, it shows Harry as an adult with his children. Right. Getting ready to get on the Hogwarts Express. And so it's very much like that. Like Cool. That's one of the, the key things. Cool. I figured you'd already talked about Legion, so I didn't talk I, about Legion. Yeah, well, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, By the way. It's so good, though, Phil. You know, one thing we have both been into lately with our son, uh, we broke the, the old Nintendo Wii out, and we've been trying to beat with three people, been trying to beat World 8-4 and the Bowser's Castle. Castle. And, boy, it's tough, He keeps throwing me in man. the lava. Woo! Miller just keeps throwing it. We can't beat it. And I'm telling you, with that many people around, it never works. So. It's so sad. Anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. We will see you soon. Check us out on the Twitter, on Facebook, on thehorrormoviepodcast.com, on revolverpodcast.com. Please like our, um, or please follow and um, review and everything else. We'll see you soon. Mucho gusto. The Horror Movie Podcast is powered by revolverpodcast.com and Orange Tie Web Design Marketing and Branding. The Horrible Movie Podcast can be heard on great stations like 105.5 KFGM in Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula, 88.1 KZGM, South Central Missouri's public radio station, and weekly contributions on KPOV 88.9 High Desert Community Radio. Listen to us on iTunes, thehorrormoviepodcast.com, revolverpodcast.com, and anywhere podcasts are found.